Hello, hello everyone, Sonia's here, or if you prefer, Skippy. I admit I listen to both names on an equal level. What is this podcast about? Well, it's called Skippy's Corner and it's about anything and everything. Whatever comes to my mind, be it connected to Toastmasters, to yoga, to mindfulness, to meditation, to tons of books... Which I love to pets, guilty pleasures, food, travel, you name it, and I probably would be very happy to talk about. I hope you like it, and if you can, please like, follow, share, and feel free to comment. There is a Facebook page called with the same name, surprise, surprise, Skippy's Corner, or use in the anchor the possibility to message just let me know if there is any topic i should be pouring my mind over and i hope you enjoy it let's go to today's episode hello hello everyone skip is here today i want to talk about another toastmasters role simple reason is there are a few of them you can come across during the meeting and this one It's like a little star of the evening. I already talked about the Toastmaster of the evening or of the meeting. Who is, let's say, the biggest star of that night? Simple reason is he or she is the most at the stage. He or she is the leader of the evening, is giving it a tempo, it's giving it the charm, the flavor, etc., etc. Then there is someone called general evaluator who is evaluating everything. And from a point of view, it's not on the stage that much, but his or hers evaluation is giving it that, hmm, how to say it, that most important point, that how the meeting really went. Of course, there is someone who is opening and closing the meeting as a chairperson who can set up certain mood. And then there is someone called Table Topic Master or TT Master. And to be honest, this role can sometimes make or break the evening. You might ask, why, Skippy? You just said that the star is the Toastmaster. Like, yes. Then there is a general evaluator. Yeah, chairperson. Fact is that in general, let's say this way, that it doesn't mean that every club has exactly the same meetings, but in general, there are several parts of the evening. There is some part where are prepared speeches and their evaluation. Then there is a part where are table topics or improvisations. And then there are quantitative evaluations. The prepared speeches are interesting. And it's usually the first part of the evening. The fact is, that's a usually a little bit more of a serious stuff. Let's be honest, there are people who prepared and spent time at their speeches and they are taking it, <clears throat> let's call it, seriously. Not that if they are doing a, a, 
entertaining or humorous speech. It could be a loads of laughing. But the fact is, this part is for preparation. That means you can stand at home and talk to the mirror for hours and hours and be perfecting that speech. Of course, there is an evaluation for those kind of speeches. That's not that much of a preparation, but there is a certain level of a preparation because as an evaluator, you should be able to know or you should know what kind of speech you're going to evaluate. At least the project, the title, maybe some words about it. So you have some or you should have some information. Therefore, it means you can at least prepare a little bit. I will come to the quantitative roles, which are at the end, and they are, I would say, probably a technical part of the evening if we use the filler words and the podcast about the accounter, please listen, or we use the correct grammar if we were in time, if we were listening, thanks to Quizmaster. Those are the roles where you are not having a preparation before the meeting, you are just observing the whole evening. But you do know what you probably will be talking about. Simple reason is, well, if you are counting filler words, you obviously know you will be counting filler words. If you are grammaring, you're probably going to be talking about some grammar mistakes. Etc, etc. And now, it's that part in the middle, or usually it is in the middle, again, depends on a club, but usually in the middle, there is a part called table topics. And this is a part where, except you, as a table topic master, no one knows. You are the king or queen of that part. And it can be hilarious, it could be entertaining, it could be energetic, it could be serious, it could be educative, it could be almost anything and everything. Simple reason is that Table Topic Master is someone who is inventing the questions for those improvisations. And as I said, because they are improvisation, no one really knows what the theme or the question will be about in advance. That simply means people can prepare. And yes, that is a freaking moment for most of us. Come on. Don't think that I'm not freaking out when someone says like, okay, Sonia, come here. I'll have a improvisation for you. And I'm like, why me? And then I'll just like say, ah, so did. Let's try it. <sighs> I will just take a deep breath in, deep breath out, and well, something comes out. Sometimes it is better, sometimes it's a ah, little bit wobbly. Anyways, Table Topic Master has one advantage because he or she is inventing the questions. He's not going to be answering that evening. Yay! Okay, that's not a good promo, but you get the message. Fact is that in case the meeting has some kind of theme, it is a good idea to come up with similar questions. On the other hand, 
If there is no theme or you just want to be original, come up with your own questions. The truth is that the internet is full of that. Just look for the best hundred uh, table topic questions. And honestly, I have probably saved somewhere in the phone like two, three pages where are just like random questions for table topics. Yay! Sometimes they are eh. Sometimes they are interesting. And the funny fact is, you can be asking about anything. Like, really, anything. I know that when my ex-partner first time came to the Toastmasters meeting, and that was the first Toastmasters meeting he ever was at, and he decided that he's going to take part in the table topics, he never seen it, he never... It, he didn't know what exactly he's getting into. And the question for him was, okay, you are in the magical forest and you are meeting a unicorn. Tell us how it goes. Like, what? As I said, it could be anything. You could be asking, okay, the Toastmaster's suggestion is not to ask the questions about the religion, the politics, obvious reasons you want to have a good atmosphere but the fact is of course in case you have an off-limits uh, meeting then feel free to even incorporate these kind of questions but on the general meetings no people do ask random questions you might be very inventive and now a little help how to be very inventive as i said you can go and check the internet for some suggestions. In case you do know that there is a theme, go on, use it, connect the questions. On the other hand, if you know that it's a last meeting before Christmas, and every year we have a topics about what are you going to do at the Christmas, it's not that very inventive. On the other hand, you could be asking what was the worst Christmas present and what did you do with it? Feel free. Sometimes you will get the hilarious answers. Therefore, think about how you want to approach the topic of the improvisations. Very nice is when the themes or the questions are somehow tailored to the meeting. Let's say they have a connecting theme. Let's say it's the spring, so they will be somehow turning around spring. Or because next month there is an Easter, well, you can connect the questions to Easter traditions. In Slovakia, definitely you will get loads of stuff about that. And trust me, most of people, when you are telling them the traditions uh, around this part of Europe, they're usually looking at you like crazy. But that's just a suggestion. So you can select a theme. Of course, if you are in a club and you know the members, you can tailor the questions to each volunteer. That means you are just inventing the question as you see who is volunteering. I have a friend at our Toastmasters club and she, she does it. And to be honest... It sometimes it's absolutely amazing to observe. 
how she's coming and talking about and asking the questions. And you know that she knows the people and those questions are really tailored. Think about that when you are table topic master and you have guests or people who are not very long with the Toastmasters, it is a good thing to incorporate some easier questions. Or you just get people like my ex one who will just answering uh, questions about the unicorns and the magical forests. Well, it is a hop or a trap. Anyways, that means if you want, create a connecting thing. If you don't want, just go randomly and pick some 7 to 10 uh, questions. Depends on how big time is allocated for the table topics. And as I mentioned, it is a good thing to be aware of the meeting itself. That means that you should at least check Facebook or the Easy Speak in case you are look, looking, if you are using it, to see if there is some trend or idea how the meeting will look like. If there is none, you have the free reign. Or you can do it as I did today, that I'd ask people to create the story. Creating story, it is a great thing and it is a great idea. Simple reason is people really need to pay attention. Because if they don't, they don't know how to continue. And we've seen it today a few times when people were like, "Uh, so what was the question? Yeah. On the other hand... It makes hilarious changes and moves when people are trying to be inventive and trying to make up the story and they know that they need to continue at least in a certain way because someone handed them over something that was already created. On the other hand, it creates a big space uh, for loads of fun. And to be true, some of the stories I've heard created on the table topics are... (laughs) simple wow thing reason is because people usually go crazy they just go really like okay it's a free time I'll just put there whatever comes to my mind and with this kind of stories it is a fun thing and you end up on a very strange end I do remember one of the story where we were just looking there was a rainy night and the story started it is a rainy night and it ended up somewhere in the mass murder chase and some hidden treasures and god knows what and was like okay how we got to this or uh one of the stories that was one of my tries when i just like it's before christmas and well I saw the advert for it for the Coca-Cola. It's like, yeah, there was a Santa Claus uh, getting ready for the Christmas. We ended up working as a forced labor. We traveled all around the world. We lost all the presents. Uh, the kids were unhappy. Um, I don't even get to that. Point is, the story could be a very nice way of how to lead the table topics. With the story, only make sure 
that everyone does understand what they should do when they finish their part. It's either you who, as a table topic master, who is asking the next volunteer or they should hand over the stage to someone they select. That gives a bit more of a fun. And I've seen it today. It makes a huge fun for the newcomers who were there and just like, oh yeah, yeah, I want, I want, I want. That sounds like a fun. It was fun. And I've learned loads of new stuff. And some was really great. As I mentioned, in case you are really not sure, use the internet, use Uncle Google, Google some questions. Feel free. You can go for a fact that maybe there are interesting dates in a month and there are some, let's say, holidays that could be celebrated as an idea. It could make a very interesting thing. Okay, tomorrow is the International Day of Chocolate. What would you do? Mm. Or something similar. That means if there is a theme for evening, it's a good idea to keep to it. If not, feel free to choose something else. If you know people, feel free to adjust the questions for the speakers or for the volunteers. In case you want to make it slightly easier, ask people to do the story as a simple quick hint how to approach. Now, what exactly you should do when you are at the stage and you're already asked that, okay, please welcome at the stage our toast master, uh, table topic master for the evening, da 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 da, big applause. You get there, good point is to recap the rules. You know, every part of the meeting has some kind of rules and the table topics have them as well. I know, what a surprise. First thing, the time. The time is one to two minutes. At one, you will see the green card. At 1.30, you will see the yellow. You should slowly start to wrap up. At two, you will see the red card. At 2.30, you will see the sound. Or in case this is a competition, you will be disqualified. Then the stage, if you want. Don't forget to mention that in case you are not having the story, it is a nice thing to follow the same ideas and structure as has the normal speech. That means the introduction, the body, the ending. If it's a story and you will be just having people randomly coming, it doesn't have to always follow the same structure. But it is a good idea. And of course, good and very important is to stress that this is for anyone. Doesn't matter if the person is a guest, if it's a seasoned Toastmaster, if it's a Toastmaster of the evening, or if the person took any other role, everyone can take part. That means everyone could volunteer. Here comes the main trouble. What if people don't volunteer? Yeah. Good approach is that, okay, these are the rules. Maybe I have prepared like, let's say, 10 questions. And I would like to ask now for a volunteer. Here are two things you could do. You could be a little bit gentler or kinder. And you can say, okay, my question is... And you will say the question and then 
you invite the volunteer. That means that that person, whoever is volunteering, has some time to think about it. And the truth is that allocated time is there. You have the right and that person can think about it a little bit. Or you're a bit more stricter, or I want to say stricter, you want to really be a surprise and you ask for a volunteer and when the person is at the stage, only then you say the question. In this case, again, your volunteer has, if it's a competition, has up to 30 seconds to think about it. That time is up to personal preference. Loads of people start straight away. There are people who use the time. That's perfectly, both of those are perfectly okay. There is no right or wrong. But on a general rule, I've noticed that people who start with the first idea that it comes to their mind, they usually tend to develop the idea and the story in an easier way. On the other hand, when you take a little time, you have a chance to, let's say, think it through, or at least a tiny little bit. But again, that's a personal preference. I, what I do, I don't do too much thinking. I start with the first thing. And then I might add second, third, fifth, whatever. And I just go. And then at the end, I try to wrap it up to something to the end. Whatever approach you take, it's fully up to you. Good moment is that when the person finishes, thank for the improvisation. Of course, give an applause. And remind everyone that because there are more people, there will be probably at the end voting for the best tabletopic speaker. That's like a motivation for the volunteers and as well for the fun to be there because people get more creative. Of course, there is certain allocated time and you will have time for inviting the next speaker. If you are skilled, you can do some gentle bridging. If someone was talking about, let's say, little puppies and how, what kind of experience they have with them, you can say that, oh yeah, when we had our little puppy, yeah, that was the terrible stuff. Oh, I can relate to that. But now I have the question for someone else. Da, 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 da. If you don't want, don't do the bridging, just say thank you and then say, okay, there is a next question for a next volunteer. Whichever approach you take, it's a good one. However, the bridging is taken as a more connecting. There will be probably five, seven, ten people speaking at the table topics. Depends on how much time you have. But what is important at the end is the recap. That means who was speaking and maybe what was the topic. Simple reason is you need to give people time to vote to remember every speech and then cast the vote. In case this is an offline meeting, that means somewhere at the cafe or in in the room, people will have a small pieces of paper, they will write the name, you will collect it, you will check it, who was the best one. Obviously, the winner is someone with the most votes. In case it is in the online world, then 
the best solution is either to use the pre-designed um, Google Sheet for accounting or if you're using application like Zoom, everyone can write you in the personal chat. Okay, I like this person. That's what's done already when you are sitting at your place after you thank all the participants and reminded everyone to vote and you are sitting back at your place and you can count the votes while the table topic evaluator is giving his or hers evaluation of the old topics that were spoken about. Note, table topics evaluator is not evaluating you, he or she evaluating the speakers. Your role as a table topic master is evaluated by general evaluator. <sighs> I'm at the end. So short recap. Table topic master is someone who is bringing loads of energy and fun to the meeting. The questions could be either with the team, they could be as a creation of a story, they could be totally random, they could be suited to the speaker, whatever you find as a suitable thing. You don't have to be worried, it is an entertaining part of the evening and loads of people really like it because it really is an energizing moment. When you are at the stage, don't forget to explain the rules, welcome everyone, and then you have a choice to ask the questions and then invite volunteers or you invite volunteer and then ask the question. That's fully up to you as a table topic master. After all the speakers, it is a wise thing to recap and then hand over the stage. Back to Toastmaster of the evening. And honestly, if you had the good questions, you will be the star of the evening. Nothing against the Toastmaster of the evening, but you are the energizer for the night. That's all for me for tonight and have a good evening. Ciao!